Hi, everybody. Robbie here. Minor technical difficulties this week on my end. So my track sounds a little strange. Uh, it's, my voice is weird, and there's a little bit of of a crackle on in the, in there as well. Not a lot, and I, I think it's still listenable, um, which is, I guess, the better than the alternative of no podcast at all. Um, but, you know, you can listen and see if you can deal with it or not. Uh, sorry for the problem. I don't really like it that much either. Onto the show. Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Joker. One Jack Napier. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Ziegoodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 235. Mm-hmm. It indeed is. It is. We made it to 235. Which is, it's one more than last time. <laughs> I was. Did I ever mention I'm excellent at math? Um, I mean, I knew that already. Now, now you know it again. I do. Hi, guys. How you guys doing out there in comic book land? Mm-hmm. Comic bookalus, book apopolis. <laughs> Greek town, you say? Yeah. <laughs> you can get a euro. Uncle, uh, Uncle uh, Jesse lives there, I guess. <laughs> We're talking about Batman White Knight in Nerbo Book Club later on. Getting some Batman, getting some Joker, getting some non-Joker, getting some Neo-Joker. There's just... Multiple Harleys. We'll be discussing Goodness. that later on. And many, all or, all the Batman and Joker topics you could possibly ever desire. Yeah, we we just they just keep coming up with them, don't they? They really do. Uh, they, just, they can't stop. They Apparently not. Can't stop, won't stop. They, If they can't, they certainly won't. Before we get there, we have comic books that came out more recently to talk about, Eric. Hooray. Hooray. It is time for our first segment. It's time for Floppies for Nightly. Floppies for Nightly is the part show. Eric and I will read a selection of the past couple weeks' books to tell you to buy or do not buy them. We have a mush meter goes from one to five. If we're feeling mushy about our decision, our first book is Stone Star. Number one, story, Jim Zub, line, art, Max Dunbar, colors, Espen Grundigern, letters, Marshall Dillon, a logo design, Tim Daniel. This is a Flash Comixology original launch, announced and released on the same day. Maybe they should have took their time with it a little bit more. <laughs> you don't like it? I really don't care for it. It is fine. <laughs> Like, I feel like this is, this is a plot that is a plot and characters and story, and even the layout of the storytelling is way more suited to a video game, to where I don't have, I can just accept all this stuff happening. As it stands, I'm not particularly feeling drawn into this world, and it just is, it's a lot of generic concepts that I feel like have been done better. 
and a lot of other things. I usually like Zub, and this just isn't for me. It feels like, I don't know, kind of nothing from nothing. Do you think it works better for kids? I mean, do I think that this book is too bad, like too graphic to anything for kids? So far, no. I mean, I think uh, is it, uh, my my reading is that this is intended first for children mm-hmm. or a, young, a younger audience and secondary for adults. And obviously the best... The best of, you know, children's quote unquote entertainment works at all for for all ages. You know, you're not you. There's many quote unquote children's properties that I enjoy thoroughly. And it's because Mm -hmm. the stories are told well and it doesn't matter, you know, that it's aimed at kids. But I feel like this is definitely like you're the, you know, the the main character is a kid and the kids will empathize with the kid and, you know, go on this little trip he does through uh the arena and uh, with this one-armed wolverine type clint eastwood mm-hmm. one-armed clint eastwood with a with a hat a space hat he's he uh, he doesn't have the cowboy hat he has a space hat mm-hmm. i mean i have been exposed to tons and tons of kids media mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like this this uh, i feel like the fundamentals of writing are the same regardless of the audience. Okay. And whatever things I'm missing, I, I mean, I feel like it's glossed over a little bit. Like, I just feel like uh, it all, it all feels like too many shortcuts to me. I, I don't know. I get that you can tell a story for kids and it can be big and bold and it can be a pastiche and borrowing from a lot of things. I mean, I, I'm not up on the newer generations of stuff, you know, apart from Steven Universe, which is impeccably well told. Um, It just really doesn't do it for me. It's fine. Is this going to sell me on a a comiXology Mm -hmm. uh, subscription? No. Right. Absolutely not. I don't even know that it's entirely worth the $4 that this book is. Um, I think, I I mean, ultimately I think I enjoyed my time with it. I think it's fine. Um, it, it is, it is fine. I just feel like it doesn't, it doesn't say anything. Well, what I was going to say is that I don't think I would purchase this. You know, I don't think I would buy like it it, as a part of it. My uh, subscription, this is free technically mm-hmm. you know this is i can just read i didn't have to pay anything to read this at least additionally so it's already there so i'm like yeah for the cost of nothing no i'm fine with this and i think it's for the cost of nothing if you already have a subscription sure check it out and see if you like it you know it, it costs your time and it takes the you know the time to read one comic book and you can decide if that's worth it to you i think it looks nice i like the art a lot um i again nothing you said is wrong the, it is taking a lot of like ideas and just kind of you know putting the this is you know it's it's a, a a traveling gladiator arena in the future and you know you i i assume that most of the tropes i have about gladiator stories are going to be in this mm-hmm. i would say all of them yes and then, then this bring, little kid bring bring your checklist and this little kid has some ability but it feels, I think my, my biggest criticism of it isn't that it's like unoriginal. My biggest criticism, if it feels like it does a lot of things a little bit, 
you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it does a little bit of world building. It does a little bit of introduction to this character. It does a little bit of introduction to this supporting cast. And it does a little bit of cliffhanger, you know, plot for the, the which would probably be the larger, the arc for the immediate future of this. It does a little of that and a little, a little bit of a broad arc of the gladiator arena and everything. But I'm left kind of wanting more in every area versus, you know, feeling intrigued in every area it's more like Mm -hmm. well i don't i'd rather do a one thing really well versus a lot of things okay which is i think yeah what it does i mean do we really need to spend all this time with these these hackneyed like street rat tropes and like these big scary guard tropes like you only have so many pages to tell story and we're kind of lazily going through these things and nothing's yeah nothing feels very nourishing i think this could work and you know maybe given two or three issues would feel just fine but this in and of itself i don't know who cares and i still i don't understand why when it's digital only why they adhere to the normal page formats and why they like uh the 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 delver that first issue was extra size. It was extra long mm-hmm. and it used that, it used that, that extra space. I don't know why you could either, you could do this. And so like, I, I, I don't understand. I still got to, still got to pay a guy to draw it and color it. It's true. It would cost, cost a lot of bucks. That's Jeff Bezos's money, isn't it? I mean, maybe, I don't know. He's got to pay for a divorce. It's true. <laughs> Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do not buy. I mean, you know, yeah. if you can read it for free, then do so. And you can decide on your own, but uh, largely I'd say you're buying it. It's not, I would go for Delver much, much quicker before I went to this. Um, it's double do not buy on stone star. Number one next says war of the realms. Number one, written by Jason Ehrman, drawn by Russell Dodderman, colored Matt Wilson, lettered Joe Sabino. I'm feeling surprisingly underwhelmed on this. I honestly, have never really appreciated Jason Aaron's events. Yeah. His, his event books have never been the thing that I've liked the most. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Thor was good. Thor God of Thunder was amazing. Just like his regular arcs and stories are good. I mean, I think maybe it's just, I don't know. I, I think maybe it's just that event comics are just a rare thing and should not be used as much as they are. Oh, uh, I don't know. And they have Loki get eaten in here. Yeah, and I, I ain't with that. Well, he gets eaten by his dad. He gets he does get eaten by his dad. It's more of a question of like I don't think Loki's dead. <laughs> I don't know. Like I mean, <laughs> literally, how many how many times has Loki died? We've seen him die so many times, even yeah. in us reading AJ Center's Thor the past like five years. Yeah. If you had any other character get killed there, I would have bought into it. If it was Freya instead of Loki, I would have gone, oh, oh crap, they killed Freya. But it's just Loki. He mm-hmm. can't, that death don't stick to Loki, even on like comic book scale where he comes back three years later. Yeah, he's it, not dead. He's just Loki dead. <laughs> I knew that would wound you. Um, I, I don't think this is bad. I think one, Dodman's art is always great. Yeah, he is a he's a force, and I don't think like I think Jason Aaron does have a pretty good like 
voice for all these you know he has a, a more a wider array of the marvel universe in here because it's they're on they're on earth and so i think he's got their voices done for the most part it's just i i've been we've seen like these great arcs from him in thor we've seen the god butcher we've seen the jane foster rise and fall of jane foster as thor arcs both of which are all-time greats this just feels kind of anticlimactic to me I mm-hmm. guess it, it, it's very much like, oh, well, we're going to get a bunch of the uh, the monsters on Earth and then the Punisher and Wolverine are going to kill them. It 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 really does seem to be trumping up itself with the bigness and badness of it, where a lot of like if you look at Mighty Thor, you know, it was just confident with what it was and did it the best it could. And. I don't know. This is really trying so hard to sell us on this big, 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 big thing. And it the 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 more it does it, the more I just sort of roll my eyes. I mean, I'm not concerned. Maybe it's just event comics aren't for me anymore. I'm past it. I just don't care. I'm like, oh well, I'll start reading again when the event is over. Let mm-hmm. me let me read this comic. Let me, I don't want a big I don't want a big universe spanning event. I don't want oh the whole earth is at risk. I think it's I think it's you know, you fool me fool me fifteen times. Shame on you. Fool me sixteen times. I'll buy it and be angry. And I don't honestly see I think another complaint. I don't see why this can't just be a Thor book. Why do I need why does this have to be have 15 crossovers and be so like have all these different people fight. I'm like, well, if who's going to have care, is there going to be more? Like, I assume that the, all the big character stuff is going to happen to Thor characters. Like Loki is getting chomped by his dad and Thor is facing some sort of decisions about, about Odin. And like, it seems like those are the characters that are going to have the biggest repercussions. Why can't we just make that? Why can't we just have this be Thor? The next 10 issues of Thor. Because that doesn't sell comic books, is the answer. Um, I don't know. I think it's it is no fault of its own. I think it's doing it what it wants to do is just as well as it can. I'm just not interested in it really. Uh, I was fully expecting us to go like, yeah, let's read this whole thing and see how it goes. I'm like, I don't whatever. It's it'll be. I can tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> Wolverine and Punisher are going to kill some monsters. Thor is going to fight some trolls, get captured, and then Frey is going to go get Thor back. And then, then you know, in the second to last issue, Loki will be back to life and save the day at the last second. Or I don't know. It's all, eh. it's all Vic comic stuff. I'm past it. Do not buy. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you, sir. You already know if you like this or not. I think is the answer. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Jason Aaron's a good writer, and he always will be. But no thanks. Uh, double do not buy uh, War of the Realms number one. Next up, Eric. This one I picked just for you. Thank you. You're Thank you for this. It is Major X number one, written and penciled by Rob Liefeld. Inks Rob Liefeld with Adelso Corona and Dan Fraga. Colors Romula Fajardo Jr. Letters of Joe Sabino. I know you like Rob Liefeld a lot, Eric, so I wanted to make sure you got his Marvel comic. You know, I am fine with Rob Liefeld. I do not think this is a good comic book and I don't <laughs> see how like I like I just like I really don't get I don't understand people's love of him. I feel like it really grew out of a time and a place, you know, where him and his ilk were just very different. Mm-hmm. You know, like it broke with tradition and people reacted to that and 
this is not that anymore. I don't know. No, it's mostly just nonsense. It is very mushy and nonsensical, and like I don't, I don't know. There's, I hate to say that there's. This just feels like a bunch of stuff. Like there's no framework here. I feel like I'm I'm tumbling down a ridiculous story. You know, like it doesn't make sense. It's just like opening shot. Oh, it's a guy. He's going to beat people up and shoot at them. And then we're flashing back and then stuff happens. And no, like, like, what is, what is this crap? What is, it doesn't make any sense. Where it's is just a bunch of shit that's strung together. Where, yeah. Where is the existential? Yeah. It says that. What? There's, that's a, a quote, a question from the big purple man on the TV screen. While, uh, while major X is on his bicycle. It says, I mean, somebody's he's, got he's, there. he's asking the purple man, where is the existential? existential gross and they're in and they're in the existence like i i i don't think that and mccoy yeah with a k mccoy has a k get it mccoy he's like m'lady but mccoy i don't want it don't want it Uh, i don't want none of this this is just literally it's just a long it's a bunch of fight scene it's a fight scene broken up by a bicycle ride and then more fight scenes and then a reveal that this is cable's bicycle it's a cure bicycle (laughs) that has a that has like the same technology his dad has but it's in a in a motorcycle so in completely inferior implementation of the the you know the future robot that cable has it's in a motorcycle. And then Deadpool and Dreadpool show up together, finally, together at last. This is, I didn't know that I needed this in my life. And then Cable's son is there. Mm-hmm. And Cable is like, what? I don't believe it, except I'm a time traveler, and I'm fairly certain that all of this is possible. What? My own son? And he punched me? This, this is, I, I will say that it looked like Rob Life at least tried. You know, this isn't like I a, mean... I I think that Rob Liefeld needs to he needs to sit back and be retired and collect checks and let people just fawn over him and how cool he was. He needs to stop trying to prove to everyone that he can make bad comics. This is this is this is super not for me. Um bless your heart if you like Rob Liefeld stuff. Um and many of like so many people that I love and respect love Rob Liefeld. Like, I don't think that I'm just going to sit here and shit on Rob Liefeld because I think that's stupid. This is definitely much stronger than a lot of those web pages with drawings that he spent 10 minutes on. Like this is, it, this is just not what I want out of comics. Everything that I want out of comics is reaction to this. <laughs> this is this is this is very mediocre. Mm-hmm. Not what I want. Mm-hmm. I just I I just I don't even know. I mean, at least it doesn't have like a guy like get his d- dick out and eat a couple of women. <laughs> is that like, what we're, like, we're judging? <laughs> All future do, stories. Do you on. do do you not remember that that Rob Liefeld comic that we read? It might even been like in our earliest episodes that it was just like some giant, some giant man, and he had his dick out. <laughs> it was in the shadows. 
And he's just like, hey, I'm going to eat you. And these girls are like, hee, 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 that sounds fun. And then he literally eats them. And it was... It was horrible. It my, was the worst thing I'd ever seen. I, I think my brain tried to save myself from that. I I'm still I'm still traumatized, bro. I'm shook. I'm a, I, I, I think I, we've talked enough <laughs> about Matrix. Uh, it's a double do to buy on Matrix number one. Next up is Detective Comics one thousand. That is a big fucking number. It's a lot of. That's a lot. One thousand is a is that's 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 more than double Batman action. That is five hundred times double Batman. Action Comics hit number one thousand. Uh, I think late last year, and now Detective Comics has hit one thousand. This is a uh, a bunch of Batman stories by a who's who of writers and artists. Some current, some uh, older. Some uh, you know from yesteryear. Like you got. Uh, Warren Ellis and Becca Cloonan doing a story together. You got Denny O'Neill with Steve Epting. You have Jeff Johns and Kelly Jones. You have Tom King and Tony S. Daniels. Um, Bendis writes a, does one of the writes one of the stories. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo is the first story. Um, I think there's some I'm missing. There's like oh, it's a huge book. It's 96 pages. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a ten dollar comic. Um. How how do you what, do you think this is worth ten dollars? I mean, it's it's like almost ten cents a page. It's not bad by a page. Um, there's some good fun stuff in there, but there's nothing in here that's going to change my life. You know, do I really need another Neil Adams Batman story that is semi incomprehensible? Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed seeing the Becky Cloonan, the story about the penguins. Interesting. There's, there's good stuff in here. Um, am I excited to read this? No, I get kind of bored in the middle of it. Um, in general, this is just an, basically an anthology. Mm -hmm. It's, this is basically the wedding issue of Batman. Everyone gathering around to... There's to, a there's to, a family to, photo in the middle of this as well. Yes, exactly. Like let's all suck Batman's cock some more. Um Jesus. Um hey man. Hey. Um yeah. God, Kelly Jones is always just so weird to me. A lot of people love him. A lot of people do. And like I like I can look at the way it looks in this issue and think like okay, I get it. It's still not for me though. No, I also I, pass on Kelly Jones. To be yeah, clear. I, I, I appreciate it in his impact I'm, more I'm, than anything. Um, I, I here, I'm gonna say one, the Becky Cloonan more. I, hey, I get this. Warren Ellis. I, I don't know how, how ever if they're yeah. gonna give him a continue any chance to write Batman in for any length of time. So I would take it. No, I would also absolutely. Nice. I would absolutely read it because he'd probably take the character in a really crazy direction, which is really what I want at this point. Um, seeing Becky Cloonan draw a, a Batman story, seeing Steve Epting draw a Batman story, mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 Penguin story I did like as well. That's the Bendis story drew that. Uh, yeah. There, uh, there really is some. Was, there really is some lovely stuff in here. It's Alex Malieve who did the uh, Bendis story, which makes sense. Um, I, I think, and there's, I mean, for all, I, I think there's as many stories in here that I really like, and as many I like. Eh, whatever, it's fine. 
right. uh, which is kind of the Jeff Johns, Kelly Jones thing. I don't care for Snyder's Batman at all. I'm kind of done with that. Uh, even the Tom King story is kind of bleh in this one, especially. Um, but I think largely, I think the the I, you're getting this for the novelty sake. You're getting it because it has these weird combinations of, you know, these dream teams, quote unquote, that are only there for you're only getting these eight page stories from them. And then you'll never see them again. You know, you're how, like, are we ever going to get a another another story with Becky Clooney and Warren Ellis? Are we ever going to get, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Denny O'Neill with Steve Epting? Like, are they going to be doing another Batman story ever? Probably not. Um, well, here's the here's the real question. You know, are you buying this because it has a big round number on it? Um, I, I mean, I I feel like that is really the the like honestly, in the way that most people are going to look at this, that's that's what's ninety percent going to sell it. I mean, that's true. I mean, for me, I'm saying I I think it's worth the money because of that novelty, because of the fact that I would like to read these stories that are really strange, you know, and uh, among the you know some of the stories i don't care for but i mean any anthology it's very rarely that you go oh man every story is the best you go usually it's like some are really good and some are okay and there's one or two stinkers um i think it's a buy i think i'm a buy for it i think it's the novelty is worth it to me i think that's interesting i uh, you know if you're gonna only spend 10 or 20 dollars this week or this month on comics oh well i i don't think that like is that I it wouldn't be this one for me. Well, I mean, if I only if I had literally only ten dollars to spend on comics, I would just a lot, buy a lot of people do. And I I'm understand. Not, yeah, I'm I'm saying that you know everyone I think everyone listening probably has has a good sense of how much money they're willing to spend on comics on a on whatever their budget is, and you can figure it out. Hey, is a, a one book about Batman worth ten dollars to you? Mm. It's not. There's not. It's a bunch. It's an anthology. It is what it is. Uh, for me, it's worth ten dollars. Are, are you? Do not. Yeah, buy I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not there on it. I think that it is. Uh, I think that it's largely fine, and I enjoy parts of it. But um, I don't think. I don't think it's worth my my hard earned dollar. It's not worth my Andrew Jackson. As a split decision on Detective Comics number one thousand, our last book of the week is Sabrina the Teenage Witch number one. Story by Kelly Thompson, art by Veronica Fish and Andy Fish. Letters by Jack Morelli. That's it. I really like Veronica Fish. She did a um, that weird like school kids in the uh, weird Lovecraftian place. I don't I don't remember exactly the whole thrust of the comic. We only read one issue. With the woods? I don't think it was called the woods. This is this is relative. This is within a year or two. Oh, the woods was the was the the um, by Tenyon the third. And that was some time ago. Fourth. Tenyon the fourth. I, I was the wrong Tenyon, forgive me. I don't remember the kid one. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. It's it. okay. It was drawn by Veronica Fish. I just okay. remember because it, it looked a little bit like this. This is cuddlier than the other one. Um, and it was, I, I, I don't know. I appreciated the art. I followed Veronica Fish after that and here's this that i think looks like the same but better just there's, more so there's even a wendigo i mean there always should be a wendigo i mean wendigo i mean i it's, think this is exactly what i want from this book what this is i like it 
I like it a lot. Yeah, it's fun. It it is it maintain it maintains that the 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 tension of like uh being a fun kind of high school story mm-hmm. with with you know with silly silly ish magic then with but partner that with a kind of uh more serious horror you know on the side you know with and you, that it, it that's not an easy tension to 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 balance a lot of the time you know it's easy to lapse into one side or the other but i think this book does both very well i think kelly thompson is i think there's a, a couple moments of like i don't know if kids are going to talk like this but other than that i think the right largely i large yeah i largely kind of glossed over it i mean can can i don't think we need to even compare it to legacy archie comics um this is an archie comic though it is i i mean that is the 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 shock of my life that um i'm becoming more and more over on uh, uh archie comics eric, as of late eric good night archie fan i know isn't it terrible why did <laughs> god oh man i was talking about this earlier what was the man i am i i just cannot remember names today uh, Fiona Staples. What did who was it? She did. Was it Mark Wade? Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. Yeah. First, why did they do this? This is this is really their fault. I mean, they I mean, they. I believe Archie Comics went. Hey, here's some money. Please help us. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's hard to it's hard to look at that and everything that's come since, including the wildly popular sexy Archie TV show that everyone talks about that apparently is Riverdale. Yeah. Mostly about uh, how everyone is thirsty for Jughead. I, it's something, you know what the drug, there's a illicit drug in Riverdale. uh, Do you know the name of that drug? Oh goodness. It is called jingle jangle. I mean, that is, that is incredibly (laughs) dumb, but is it really any worse than saying Molly's or horse? No, it's not. I just it's every, it's the one fact that everyone repeats and I laugh every time. I know, it's really that's really that's ridiculous. I think this book is beautiful. I think it's written pretty well. I I like it does everything pr- like right. I don't know what else to say. Buy it. It's good. Yeah, this is my one buy this <laughs> week. <laughs> so it's a double buy, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, number 1. That'll do it for floppies this week. Uh, until next time, there'll be more comic books. Until there aren't. I mean, that is uh, that is true wisdom, my friend. Mm-hmm. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Checking In. Checking In is the part show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to the past few weeks. Uh, see things we would recommend or not recommend. Things we've read or seen or whatever. Whatever we want to talk about. Whatever. Whatever. Eric, what do you want to talk about? A lot of lot of stuff happening, a lot a lot of stuff happening. Like what? Um, well, I watched NXT Takeover, um, and I also watched uh, the G One Supercard, and both were a tremendous amount of fun. Aside from when you fell asleep during the ladder match, I did fall asleep during the ladder match, and I came back and watched the uh, watched the Okada J White match uh, this morning felt really glad about it. Actually, the first thing I did was I woke up and looked at Instagram because I wanted to see what the results were. And sure enough, the first thing that popped up was uh, 
uh, Okada uh, spoiling it for me. Yeah, spoilers for those things that happened. So if you, yeah. if you haven't watched them and haven't, won't be watching them. I mean, it'll be it'll have been several days. It will have been several days. And assuming yeah. I, I'm generally, I give people a day, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch Takeover. I did watch the Supercard. T- Takeover was good. I think you would have liked most of it. I feel like that four way women's match might have been the best women's match I've ever seen. It was really, really amazing. Um, Did you ever have you seen the Bailey? Famous Bailey, uh, Sasha Banks. Mm-mm. I did. I did. I have been. I have been watching. Uh, uh, I watched Bailey Oscar one and two, which was really great. You go watch those Bailey. Those are the best women's matches I've ever seen. Those are. I, I'm. I'm good. excited about that. Those are very good. I. I. I, I, mean, I, I, I not. I do not subscribe to the WWE Network, and I'm. I, I takeovers have always been great. Uh, oh yeah. Because they don't have the stain of Vince McMahon on them. Yes. Uh, and I assume no different. I, I mean, Dave Meltzer's on the record, I believe, went on to said today that the Johnny Gargano-Adam Cole match is the best WWE match he's ever seen. It was very fun. It was really, really cool. There was so much really cool stuff, including that match. Um, they They know what they're doing with it. Yes, NXT, um, NXT NXT is good. It is yes. wonderful. NXT is good. Um, yeah, I'm. I have mixed feelings about the SuperCard show. I think I agree with you. I mean, just right offhand, that one, that women's match is one of the worst I've ever seen. The a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff just kind of falls flat for me because because um, it's, it's not good. A lot of it is not good. I I completely agree with that. All the New Japan matches and all the matches with New Japan guys in them largely were very good. Um, Yes. Naito Ibushi, I thought, was... was, There was a little bit of magic in it. I did not... How do you you feel about that result? Because I... It it makes sense that it's Coda, but I, I, I didn't want it to be Coda. No, I think... Well, I mean, one, it's... They... I think it's sexy the idea of oh yeah we'll have a a, a intercontinental and heavyweight champion at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, they need those belts separately, so I think it's a necessary evil. You have to have Ibushi win. You have to have him be. You can, he he just signed a contract, so you reward him with the IC belt. Yeah, he's a great. He puts on five star matches every time he wrestles. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's well. I mean, I don't. They're they're both fucking no incredible. no no. Naito's amazing as well, but. I think Naito, so how do you choose between your your two precious beautiful children? Naito is destined to wrestle Okada for the belt at WrestleMania, yeah. and yeah. he can't have the IC title when he does it. I of think. course. So I think that's it. You do it now, and now the rest. I imagine that the rest of the time is building him to a match at Wrestle Kingdom with Okada. That is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I don't I people have complained about Naito losing a lot, but. Naito is basically invincible. He could lose a million times at an event, and like he's so charismatic, he's such a good wrestler. It doesn't matter much. Like some people can't lose a lot; they'll lose their credibility. But I think Naito is evident what he can and cannot do, and I imagine he's not going to be losing a lot until he wrestles Okada uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, win or lose. I don't know if he's going to beat Okada because Gato has a strange 
I I don't know. It's 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 interesting to see. That's the question: if he beats Okada when they wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom, but that's the biggest mm-hmm. biggest match they have. And if they're going to sell, try and sell out two nights in the Tokyo Dome, then I imagine one of those nights is going to be headlined by Okada and Naito. So I I don't know. Um, I, I'm not disappointed. I'm not upset that uh, Ibushi beat because Ibushi is also because he's so good. That's the thing about New Japan. A lot of times I would complain about it, like if it was in WWE, I'd be like, oh, they shouldn't have had him lose. He needed to win. But in in New Japan, everyone is so good. Everyone is such yeah. a such a high-class talent, such a world-class wrestler. Whenever anyone beats anyone, I never go, oh, that person is bad now, or that means they're bad. Like, Tanahashi lost to Zack Sabre Jr. in a great match as well. And I never, I never went, oh, Tanahashi, what a loser, because of how they booked Zack Sabre Jr., where he could beat anyone because of his submissions, because he's so good at that one thing. No, and he could beat anyone, and he has. He's beaten everyone, and that's the thing. Like they, they the booking is so smart that it makes sense. But Ring of Honor stuff, who be? Yeah, booking straight from 2010 TNA. The beautiful people, really? Why? Why are they back? Matt Taven is your champion. Matt Taven <laughs> has anyone on earth ever? I've. I've known about Matt Taven for a decade and never in my once, whenever once in my life have I been excited about a Matt Taven match. He is the, like, people use the word bland a lot as an insult to wrestlers, which I mostly disagree with. Matt Taven is exactly that. He is the blandest dude in the world. He has a mohawk and (laughs) I don't know. He's a part of the kingdom. I don't know what the kingdom does. I've watched stuff with the kingdom before. I still don't know what they mean. He's no Enzo Amore. Oh my god. This is this is the most poorly executed. Hey, we, we what we've done, we've signed Enzo and Kess. Two screw-ups. Couldn't get out of their own way. They got handed the keys They're, to the kingdom in yeah. the WWE. And they couldn't get out of their own way. So they both got fired separately for being screw-ups separately. And so we've, we've, we've crossed the bridge that we need to hire them. And... <laughs> So how are we going to introduce them to this company and the biggest show we've ever put on? Well, let's have them jump the railing and make it seem like they're invading from outside. But let's not show it on TV and not explicitly mention their names and just kind of vaguely tweet about it later on. Really? This is what this is how you do it? What year is it? Is it 2000 WCW? What is going on? Why just have them run in and beat people up. It's not complicated. It's so dumb. Uh, yeah, I believe they do it in in wrestling, one hundred percent of the time. N- not always. There's you can yeah. make it good. It's uh, and, and or just competent. Like, hey, I'm not going to necessarily agree with the idea of having them come back as a duo, even though I d- separately I don't want them individually. So I guess as a pair, it's better. But no, I I, I think that I, I'm only familiar with Enzo and what I've seen. He's 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 a, he's a piece of garbage. I'm he's, not a fan. He's good on the microphone, and that's all. He's, that's what he's got. Uh, Cass is big. That's what he's got. And that's what they did in WWE. That was their entire gimmick is I'm good at talking. This guy's real big. Hey, we're a tag team and that's fine. That's all. It doesn't have to be more than that, but you don't have to make it what this is. It's insane decision, but also ring of honor is terribly booked from top to bottom. And they don't know what they're doing. Uh, That's (laughs) the reason that everyone is left. (laughs) 
and why AEW probably in two years time will have erased mm-hmm. all of what all of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. Well, let's 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 hope that uh, both Marty and uh, uh, Jay Lethal get the fuck out of there. No, Marty is gone. I think I think his contract ends this month. I yeah, I mean that. That I mean that. I fully. It, hey, it's, Eric, it's why he didn't win that fucking belt. I fully expect to see him in Vegas mm-hmm. on that show. They double nothing. Yep. Um, Jay Lethal yep. has, I believe, resigned with Ring of Honor. I think Jay Lethal well, should. He, the only reason he's not bigger than he is is because of Ring of Honor. <laughs> if yeah. he was anywhere else, he would be a much bigger deal. It's them holding him back. Um, but I, that ladder match was way too long and boring. I don't usually say that about ladder matches. Generally, they're very exciting. That thing was like, it felt like I, I felt like it's still going on. feels like I'm watching it's still watching it because I'm like, wait, I want to see Okada and Jay White. Why is this saying so long? It's really important. That Matt Taven win the champion. Matt Taven? Matt Taven? <laughs> Matt Taven. I love how everyone's so mad about this guy. He's just so boring. There's nothing he, about him. No, you, I mean, you're not wrong. I to... couldn't. I could not tell you any of his characteristics right now, having having suffered through any any part of that match. I I, I got that, the hell with that guy. Matt Taven. Matt, Matt Taven? That's who we're going with. You have, even with that <laughs> roster, Rio Rado's roster isn't great, but give it to Flip Gordon or or even to Bubba Ray or, like, someone that's not Matt. Why is Matt Taven in your main event? Matt Taven? Give it to PCO. He's the most over guy in your company. He may be a lunatic at 50 years old. Who cares? He can. He's the one getting people to... This is one getting electrocuted in weird electric chairs. Um, that really, that was a very strange thing. He's a, you need to watch, you need to follow him on Twitter, Eric, and just watch the weird videos. He he, he puts out videos where he just bites through metal. And he's like. <laughs> I, I mean, of course, that sounds like exactly what people need to do. He's a psychopath. Um, Anything else? What's anything non-wrestling? I'm sure there are. Um, Well, I can recommend a beautiful show. Okay. That's uh, worth talking about, I think. Um, it's called Midnight Diner. It is available on Netflix. Mm. And it's just, uh, it, it, it's cute. It's about a, a, a diner in Tokyo. The stories are kind of all centered around the diner and the characters that are, um, you know, coming in and out. It all always kind of starts, someone comes in and the it's a restaurant run by one person. He just cooks whatever he can with whatever ingredients that he has people just order whatever and it just sort of whatever happens and they just start telling a story about it and the storytelling is very good and it's surprisingly compelling um i really i really recommend it and it's it's tough to it's it's tough to explain like the you know one one episode a guy comes in and he's complaining about like how his doctor tells him he needs to lose weight and then Someone comes in and orders the same ramen that he's ordering, but without the noodles. And for some reason, everyone's really captivated by that. And they start talking to them. And it turns out that the person that ordered it used to be on like a common writer style show or something like that. It was like an old Sentai show. And like the story just sort of keeps going down this rabbit hole of 
you know, they're interested in this, this person who used to be an actor and they, they go and talk to one of the actors that's been missing for many years because they have been, uh, they've come out as gay and they have assumed a, a secret identity to hide that. And it's, it's weird and compelling and interesting. And it, it might sound like it's over the top and cartoony and it kind of is, but it's also kind of not, it's like small and humanizing. How many episodes you know? are there? I do not know. Um, it looks like 10 are listed right here. That's usually the amount on Netflix. I'm just, yeah. Oh no, there's, um, there's several seasons. It looks like, Oh, okay. No, so there's it's... a lot. This is surprising. So there's, I'm trying to see how many is on Netflix. I can get you the actual accurate, whatever, but there are many, many, many. Yeah. There's only 10, but there are, um, several seasons is apparently Netflix just bought it or right. something or, okay. or they made 10 new episodes. Who knows? But it's pretty neat. Okay. I'll put it on the list. I, uh, yeah, I would recommend it. It's, uh, it's good. Oh, I oh, I got I have a few things to talk about, Eric. You usually you usually do, my brother. I published a book. It's official. I know. It's I out. have a copy. I have a copy sitting on my nightstand. It's, it's nighttime reading. Uh, it's hard to read when it's dark out. That's <laughs> when you get pen light. Uh oh, you're so smart. I know. Uh, yeah, my book, my first novel, Conquest, is out available now. I published it. I pushed a button. It went live. People are buying it. You should buy it. I everyone listening should go buy the book. I, I mean, okay, if you're a horror fan, go buy the book. If you don't like horror, then don't buy it. Or buy it for no, a friend. If, buy for a friend if, who likes horror. If you have money, you should buy this book. That's the correct answer. <laughs> it's a it's available digital and on in physical print editions. Um, it's a learning experience, and it will continue to be one. Well, that's life. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I am trying, trying my best not to constantly look at the sales data for it. <laughs> that And the ranking on Amazon that constantly shifts up and down by numbers and makes, I, make me question, what does that mean? Is that good? Is that bad? Um, I'm doing my best to resist those urges. And we'll, we'll, mm. see, how, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you only need to do it when it can help you, but mostly that shit will just kill you. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's it is. There's a novelty there because I've never done this before. But as I publish more books, I assume that I will hopefully it will rub off. It will it will stop a little bit. It will I will go. I don't need to look at the numbers. Maybe once a day is okay. Not ten times a day. Not once an hour. You psychopath. But. I don't know. It's relief. It's I. It's relief. It, it's out. I don't have to do more to it. Thankfully, that's good. I also have a video game to talk about, Eric. Why don't you tell me about it? A video game. It's called Baba Is You. Sounds. I mean, it doesn't sound like me, but it is a puzzle game. That's uh, that's unusual for you. It is a two uh, D top down puzzle game. Where you play as Baba, and you are trying so puzzle right puzzle more like um right uh, the, pri the not the prisoner what was the sequel to um, I can't remember names anymore you the just witness. talk 
the witness is exactly what I was looking for. This is it's a it's a kind of it's simple at its core. You are trying yeah. you where you are put in a level and you control a, a, a character to start with. It's usually Baba and you, the words there will literally be words in the level that you should move around and they start out with Baba is you key is win or key is defeat or rock is defeat. And if you touch the thing that is defined as defeat, you lose. Uh, it might be door is shut and key is open. So you push the key towards the door and it unlocks the door. Simple things like that. And that's how it starts. Pretty simple. It looks, it looks really cute. It, the art style is really it, beautiful and simple. Yeah, I like the art and the sound are both very good. Mm. Uh, it is incredibly hard after the first two worlds. Basically, mm-hmm. it is incredibly difficult and it makes my brain break in a billion different ways because there's many ways. There's not necessarily a set way to beat any one level. Like you have to do this one thing and that's how you win. There are pro- there could be a dozen solutions depending on what you want to do. Like there's a certain level where you are trapped in a maze in a, in a confines of a wall and the vict- the, 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 the win is outside. And walls are stop. Walls are stop, so it means you can't go through walls. And there's no way to change the definition of stop. Walls is stop is set. So, however, I can do is change from Baba is you, you can change it to wall is you. And then you are controlling the wall. And you just roll the wall up into the, the wind condition and, the, and you beat the level. And it's simple things like that. And then it gets harder, and then it gets harder, and then it gets harder. It is really clever, really fun in that you can shape and define everything in level, and you have to think outside the box. You have to think outside the confines of what you think the rules are because you you create the rules all the time. But when you can't do that, when you are too dumb, when you go, oh, I think I know what I have to do. I just don't know how to do it. I'm an idiot. It can be a little frustrating, um, but I think it's $15 on Steam. It's on Switch, too. I don't know if it's on any other platforms. Um, it might be, but it's wor- if you like puzzle games, it's perfect. It's really good. It's it's just very difficult. It does not give you answers. <laughs> it makes you earn them. But it's simultaneously very cute and incredibly frustrating. Oh, well, that's exciting. All right, Rob Liefeld. Okay. Let's get just start using the X words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. X iting. I think you mean. I yes. With a dash. Mm-hmm. Well, dash is you. It's probably in one of those levels. Eventually, they're mm-hmm. also then then they add ands in there. So Baba is you and melt. And so if something is hot, it melts you. And then you have to, then Baba is float. So I'm floating under things or over things. And I'm like, oh, I want to touch that, but I can't. Whew, that game. kind of want to get it for my Switch. It looks like it'd be a cute thing to play in the, to play in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, we own two copies of it, actually. So Kim got it on Switch and I got it on Steam. Fun. Um, I'm, I think that's it for me. You want to move on? Talk about Batman and the Joker? Let's let's go from talking about Batman to talking about Batman. More Batman, double Batman. Our, uh, my life is just just blocked between segments of talking about fucking Batman. 
we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part show Eric and I sign a longer collect work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it's a comic book in a comic book club. It is Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy with colors by Matt Hollingsworth and letters by Todd Klein. I don't know how to feel about this, Eric. I don't think that it is as bad as it could be. <laughs> I also don't think that it is as sensitive as it really, really needed to be with the big topics that it calls out in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, the beginning issues. Like, I think that it's just like, it's the specter of, um, like, I, I don't know, it's like borderline calling out, uh, like, recording the police and holding them accountable and the uptick in violence and border it, it, it almost like tries to play both sides it does in a really kind of wishy-washy way and then by the end it's kind of a cop-out but i'm also like it it's not as big of a cop-out as say uh secret empire which is just like okay forget all that shit forget about it this, I think, very wisely is like, all right, um, let's just kind of not do this. It just becomes a superhero story. And it, yes, it becomes more bland, more Batman-y, big bad, not really complex. And it just kind of, it does that, I think, horseshit, pseudo-intellectual thing of asking questions without having any thought or answer mm-hmm. early john pickman um, basically yeah oh lord yes exactly um nightly news and nightly news exactly the the right book to talk about um it it i don't i don't find it wretched i mean i just i really don't no it's not i i think that i have i share similar feelings and that i'm like this book is biting off way more than it can chew yes <laughs> and it doesn't it, it's trying to be like it it very feels like a super it's, it's like a kind of it's a batman joker story but then it's using like modern identity politics as window dressing mm-hmm. for a large part of it it's not interested in answering any questions uh, it's it's raising it largely doesn't even want to try and pin any of that stuff on batman or the joker uh, at the end of the day like it's not even like any any hot take that it would have like in either direction about any kind of political stance it just walk it hand waves away by the end you know mm-hmm. like jack exactly jack neighbor at the beginning is like oh yeah batman is a vigilante and we have to stop him look how much damage he does and he always does it to poor people and then in the final issue is like oh well bruce way pays for it all mm-hmm and you're like which is just kind of gross yeah and that's i think ultimate i don't know i at the end of the book i do go i like some of the points it raises yeah i like i feel like it is suggesting by the end of the book after it drops all that dumb all the dumb window dressing and it's it seems just to be suggesting hey batman needs to change we need to do something about batman to make him work in 2019 we got to do something about dad. 
yeah, we need to change the status quo. And it feels very mm-hmm. much like the status quo is in this book, in this continuity, which is totally separate from real continuity, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, Batman this, needs... The, this, the, well, this, this Batman is Frank Miller's Batman. This Batman... 100% is Frank Miller's Batman. I, I read it as a weird, gritty version of the animated series. Um, Because... I'm... Like, I, I... Go ahead. It feels like a weird, like it weird. It feels like you someone watching an animated series and then read Frank Miller and mixed them mm-hmm. together. Be- I can I can buy that because it feels like it has the original. Like there's uh, this posits that there was one Harley Quinn, which is basically the animated series Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. and then at some point <laughs> he just he just kidnaps a woman and she's like, okay, I'm Harley now. Uh, yeah, which oof. but my tits are bigger, which she says. I, or the other Harley says it. I don't even. I. This is that's the worst thing about this comic book is the second Harley and the Neo. Jo- oh my god! It's so the idea of it is just bad. It's whatever. Um, it's easier to forgive because it's in the superhero-y part, not the like the you know political set dressing part. But mm-hmm. it's still kind of gross. What that is trying to imply about that character um but it feels like because you have the original harley quinn and she comes back and you look at the rogues gallery in this it is all of the it is exactly the animated series rogues gallery just from a to z all of them mm-hmm. and no there's no other diversions it's just them and they, in, a, in a very jeff Loby sort of way yeah in a very jeff Loby sort of way as well there's there's certainly jeff Loeb in here as well even there, even there's even the literal quote, "Your perpetual Halloween," or something, mm-hmm. endless, endless Halloween, something along those lines, which feels pointed. Like, yes, of course, it's referencing Long Halloween. Um, and then you take that very idea of like, oh yeah, but the Batman in the animated series was actually pretty kind. He was he at the end of the day, he felt empathy for a lot of his villains. You know, a lot of episodes end with him like comforting them even after he's captured them or stopped them. And this Batman is not that. He is the Frank Miller Batman. He is the justice and stop criminals and I enjoy hurting them. Yeah, that's 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 definitely what gets me is the the I enjoy hurting them. And it's a weird and it's before it's Jason Todd is not dead but gone disappeared mm-hmm. apparently. So they this is just this is a world where there's only been two Robins. And one of them is now Nightwing, and the other Robin's gone. There's no, there's no third, fourth, fifth Robin yet. There's, 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 which is probably for the best, honestly. Um, but it's a weird kind of time and place location. It's it it makes itself about like it's about this specific time period. It sets itself where hey, there's not been more Robins. Jason Todd was the last Robin at this point. You know, Batgirl and Nightwing are around and they're helping Batman, but they both kind of disagree with him in general, with his his weird, I guess, slide into brutality. Um, but it's largely, I have, a, like, I don't know why you, I I don't know why writers try and put these questions onto Batman. <laughs> yeah. He's not, it's, Batman is a concept that cannot take a lot of pressure. Because as soon as you put pressure on it, you go, then none of this makes sense. 
None of it makes sense. He's a psychopath. That's all that. That's the answer. He's a, is a psychopath. He needs help. Mm-hmm. You can't go, oh, well, all the destruction he causes, who's paying for it? Oh, he brutally beats criminals and he's, he's, and the police help him. I'm like, well, why are you at a certain point? It's you're you push too hard on this house of cards. It's going to fall apart. And the answer is, oh, the, the Wayne foundation pays for all the houses destroyed by him driving cars on rooftops. Yeah. Well, so the Wayne foundation makes an excess of $3 billion of profits every year that all go towards Bruce Wayne wrecking the city. And at a certain point, can't he just be a rich guy that fights crime? Why do we have to ask questions about the collateral damage? Why even make that up? Like, in like reading Detective Comics 1000, I was thinking back to the uh, Buccioletto and uh, that, that small run of Detective Comics. It was Buccioletto and other artist. I can't think of his name. Manipal? Manipal. Manipal and Buccioletto, com- the run of Detective Comics. When they're like small stories about Batman fighting one of his rogues. Mm-hmm. And like he's fighting an octopus in the aquarium or something. And it it wasn't big and it was still impactful yeah. about a rogues, about the rogue, about the story that was being told. He was trying to think it was about drugs and there was some new drug that was killing people. And like, why are we so concerned about how, where the money comes from that's paying for Block, building well, repairs? I mean, comic books going to movies and movies all becoming blockbusters has broken this like everything ever since the christopher nolan batman movies like i feel like scott snyder has just wanted to write batman movies throughout his whole run like they don't read they they have the narrative arc of a film where everything is big and like oh the batmobile is driving over breaking roads and the city's on fire every single time and 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 now we're asking questions about collateral damage and all this horse shit. I mean, it it's just like it it really. I have is no- it really the most interesting thing <laughs> that we can be fucking doing with this character who is a, a fucking ninja triathlete that dresses like a bat? Yeah, and it it's mixed up in like this weird in this story about with this weird idea of what the Joker is and the, the Joker being the mentally ill persona, the persona of a mentally ill man who mm-hmm. has fallen in love with Batman. And the only way to get his attention is to be psychotic and terrorize people. And it's getting done so much. Now we're seeing so many permutations of this, of, you know, of the, of, of, of Batman and the Joker being these two sides of the same coin and being altered weird versions of each other and being, and they're constantly alluding to, you know, Harley talks about, Oh, I can never be in a serious relationship with you because you only have room for Batman. And like this weird tipping point where you're like, well, what are we, what you're constantly on the edge of this weird metaphor but you're never quite getting to the next thing. Like there has to be an end to that. Like at least in like you watch the dark Knight. you mentioned the Nolan movies, at least in the end of the dark Knight, Batman wins and it's over. The Joker goes to jail. Batman's right. And there's so many writers, Sean Murphy included who want to say, Oh no, the Joker has a point. 
what? He's a bad guy. He kills people. Why are we sympathetic? Like, oh, oh, no, the human one is back, and he's fine. And he's a good guy, except he's still doing bad things. He's still manipulating teams of villains to do stuff for him. Destroying. And who am I rooting Uh, for? I know exactly, and I thought that like like what are they really going to do about that? How are they really going to take that? Like I think that I, I I this this story it's something else. It's weird. It feels and it, it I kept coming back to of that the thing we say about Sean Murphy and him viewing comic books as math problems. Yeah, and I don't know if it's ever been more evident than in this. Mm-hmm. Where. It all makes sense, you know, to a certain degree. Like, you you know why characters are doing things to a certain extent. You know why Batgirl, Batgirl thinks this way. Uh, Nightwing thinks this way. Batman wants to do this. The Joker wants to do this. The Har- Harley wants to do this. And Neo Joker wants to do the other thing. And they all have defined... Like, it functions as a story. They all have defined motivation. They all have reasons for, their, for what they're doing. And the storytelling is is pretty clear. Like, Sean Murphy's art is always gorgeous. And this book is no exception. It's very beautiful. I kind of just want him to draw, like, a Mr. Freeze book. Just draw, like, a solo Mr. Freeze book. I don't know what that would Mm -hmm. be, but... It would just be a collection of ice puns. I guess that's true. Um, So, like, on that level, it all makes sense. But it's very clear that, that whatever equation he's using to tell the story drops all the ideas and theme like it's like oh this stuff is why they start and we've forgotten about it by the end we've forgotten all the mentions of police brutality and sjw's and uh all this stuff i mean that's i'm i'm i don't want to like i don't want to be mean but that's part of the deal you have if you introduce stuff at the beginning of a story you you gotta kind of include it at the end but it comes back to our discussion uh, with bombs fall. Um, oh gosh, what was the, which book were we even talking about when we were talking about, uh, adult content as a feature? Do oh, you remember the book we were reviewing no, that, that I, week? I do not. I just listened to it not so long ago. Um, but it's the same idea that you, you can't just call something out and then not, not weave it into the narrative more than that. You know, I think it's all fair and good to look at something as a math problem, but your fucking equation's unbalanced. It's not done right. When you start something and it doesn't, it's not resolved and it's not, it's, it's just, it's, it's mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, we, 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 we brush past it. And it's, and it feels very much like at the end of the day, when you do that, it muddles, muddles, yeah, everything to the point where you just where the end goal of is the end message of this is oh Batman and the Joker are the same except oh well Batman except the Joker and 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 ultimately the Joker sacrifices himself mm-hmm. for Harley which is like the only thing that any character does in this that makes me go oh that was nice which is my other thing I don't like about this book is that I don't care about any of these people yeah. They're unrecognizable mm-hmm. as like as human. Like, like I, I don't know. They're not. All their motivation is, man, Batman's mean. Or man, the Joker's crazy. Bat Dad sure is a jerk. And then you're like, well, can I 
do they and it's ostensibly oh they're about protecting people but it's never about like they don't there's no one has good intentions in this i don't i don't need to read any more comic books with no with people with no good intentions in this Mm -hmm. like they try and paint this this book title is kind of a misnomer because i i honestly because we haven't read more than one or two issues of this right we haven't read three or four. I don't remember most of the stuff happening so clearly. I don't think I read it, but I was expecting. The, I was. I don't know. I probably shouldn't have. I should have been realistic, but I was expecting the Joker to actually be a good guy when he's Jack Napier. I expected Jack Napier to be a good guy, to have pure intentions. Yeah. And at a certain point, if you're a good guy, you don't go. Well, let's take the brain of Clayface. And don't and and put a mad hatter make make, make all the make all the villains eat him. Make put put take Clayface's brain out of him. Pop a card inside that the folds of his brain, a Mad Hatter card, and then make all the other villains drink him with tequila. Uh. And then I control them, and then they do bad things. Well, if he's they literally <laughs> they describe him, uh. Maybe I don't like this comic book at all, Eric. <laughs> I think that it's kind of, it's that kind of book, you know, like there is definitely good in it, but like, is it really worth, is it really worth like the clunkiness? Is it really worth the thoughtlessness that's put into it? Like ultimately, like I don't, like I read it and I can enjoy it, but it doesn't, enrage me it doesn't make me want to burn down his house but it does make me look at him askance as a creator and think like like are you really like like you're kind of you're you're not really smart enough to make a, a a good narrative like you can make what from the distance looks like one it resembles but, it resembles one yeah like but it doesn't it doesn't really hold up to scrutiny and I don't know, like, like maybe that's fine. Like I, but I, I think someone that does like well-made fluff is superior to this, which is a lot of pseudo intellectual, like whatever that mm -hmm. like I can completely disregard because it does, it, it, it tries to act smart and it tries to ask smart questions and maybe some of these questions are kind of smart, but they're they're couched in a cartoon, a, a, a cartoon Batman and they don't answer them like there's there's no there's 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 no reason for this. It's just it's playing with topics that it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it, it. 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 This book basically starts up and it's like, oh, I'm gonna juggle chainsaws and dynamite, and then it puts the chainsaws and dynamite down and just does something else entirely, and it's ridiculous and it's frustrating that way. And I, I, while it is, I mean, I, I keep coming back to that. It's not wretched, and he does smartly back down off of the crazy shit that you know the the checks he's trying to cash he backs down off of it and just it does make me lose a little bit more respect for him i i just it's just those moments where you go well if 
Jack Napier is suddenly a super genius. Mm. And then he beats Batman in single hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. There's a version of this, I think, that can work. I'm sure there is. It's one that has an actual perspective. Yeah. Even if it's not one I agree with, at least it will <laughs> say something. At least then I have a, re- a more direct reason why I don't like it. Because I disagree with what it's saying. But ultimately it says nothing. It just says Batman's a hero and the Joker, if he turns into a regular guy, is still unstable. Still d- acts pretty like recklessly, which is not... <laughs> generally if you're a super like hey i'm a sane person i'm a super genius i would think at a certain point he would just go well i don't need to be i don't need superhero villains to do any of this work i could just i was fully expecting this to be like a man like 80s era lex Luthor as the mayor of metropolis kind of thing you know i was expecting political machinations and stuff like that mm-hmm. not getting into fistfights in the rain with batman i don't know it it looks pretty sean murphy what is if- what if they kissed in the rain? I'm more for that than, than what we got. I mean, I, I, I know it would definitely be more interesting. An actual story where the Joker is in love with Batman. Someone write that, that Elseworlds comic. That's... DC will never allow it to happen. Ever. Of fucking course they won't. They can't even it's, let Batwoman is, get is... married. No, they won't let Batwoman get married. They won't let um, Midnighter exist anymore i don't know what's going on there he's fine if he's just a secondary character in a book in a team book he's allowed to be gay there goodness company be a a very angry gay man in in the team book not by yourself um i don't i don't know that that would be a much more interesting idea uh the neo joker character is terrible I do want to say officially on the record, the second, the second Harley we see, they introduce her and then she becomes the villain and then they tell her backstory and yeah, it it was pretty thrown together. She's a cutter. So she self harms at work in a bank and then the Joker robs the bank and half kidnaps her. And then she's like, nope, I'm Harley now. That was cool. What? Huh? Help, help, please help someone. Why is this? And then she's so obsessed with the Joker that she becomes a Neo-Joker and then wants to kill the city because to get his attention again? Yeah, are they just like... I don't... I, I don't equate someone who self-harms with someone who also wants, is so maniacal that they want to destroy a city. Yeah, those are basically the opposite things. I don't get it. Like, is that... Is it just like... Oh well, she has a form. Uh, she has a she has a mental illness. So that's every that's all of them. It covers all mental illness. No, it doesn't yeah, work like that. And that's the other thing is like you can't in, when you evoke the questions about oh where is the funding coming for the the police and and uh oh Batman has all this money and he goes to the Wayne Foundation and all these questions and then you're like no mental illness is this is com- the comic book mental illness we're not actually trying to confront real mental illness these pills fix the Joker uh, yeah he just takes these pills and suddenly he's not the Joker anymore he literally changes shape everyone wants to I mean they want to they want to have your cake and eat it too you want to call out quote unquote real world stuff not address it. And then everything else is, oh, it's the comic book version of it, of course. 
really it's just like oh let let's just be kind of lazy yeah i i, I mean I, I i don't know the man is a seminal incredible artist but i don't know i i, I think that this was definitely a huge bite of something that could not be chewed i have a question for you eric ask away are you going to read the sequel do not buy <laughs> batman curse of the white knight coming out in 2019 the joker pairs up with i'm guessing azrael from the promotional art mm. you remember azrael i do remember azrael he was batman for a bit he was batman for a bit i couldn't tell you anything about azrael though he was a member of an ancient order and thought it was real. It was seeing hallucinations and thought they were real at the end of the day, I think, because he was thinking God was talking to him. And he was saw seeing Batman as a holy, a holy mission, a crusade. So basically you're saying Moon Knight became Batman? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, the circle. You just, you, you know, you read comic books long enough. The circles just keep going around. Yeah. I don't think I will be reading Batman Curse of the White Knight. I think it'll be all right to not do it. I think it will look very, very, very good because Sean Murphy is an incredible artist and the story will be kind of a kind of what this is, I'm guessing. Maybe it'll be good and maybe we'll, we'll read it and we'll go, oh, and he really, he, he got that experience of writing Batman helped him out and he managed to write a good story and made it very clear and not involve a lot of nonsense in it. But we'll wait until after it's done, and then we'll actually decide that. Eric, is there anything you'd like to add about Batman White Knight? Nah, bro, I love you. You needed to sleep. <laughs> I did sleep. I got a good night's sleep last night. I need more caffeine, I think is the actual answer. Those, I mean, are, those are both fundamental. I switched to LaCroix off the... Instead of, instead of Sody Pops? Off, instead of all Sody Pops. Yeah, good for you. I don't think... I mean, diet soda is... I would say a little bit worse than neutral, but I think that it's probably not a good thing to just ingest every day. Well, I've got some bad news for you. Yeah, I know. I do it, too. I drink a lot of it. Um, yeah, okay. I understand. That was Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy. Uh, we ultimately, I don't think we like it. <laughs> I thought I was, I had a different feeling going in. I'm like, this is all right. And then I talk about it for 20 minutes and go, oh, this is bad. This is, I mean, that's the kind of book that it is. It is both kind of all right and terrible. It is, it is both, both quantities. That's a It has layers. That's a, yeah. It's like an onion. Yeah. Like Shrek. Yeah, exactly. You, you peel away the layers and it stinks. Donkey. Shrek jokes never get old. <laughs> hey, They're donkey. always funny. I am, I am the knight. <laughs> 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 oh god okay next time uh we'll be discussing runaways uh, volumes one and two by rainbow route and chris anka uh we have two trades worth here i uh, will well maybe they'll maybe they'll go get some maybe they'll go get a coffee who knows what happens we'll try and i we're gonna try and be nice i think and hopefully we won't have to try. Maybe hopefully it will it will satisfy us. I would like this book to be wonderful and magical. I would as well. We'll talk about that next time you get read along with us. Uh, please, uh, let's see. Actually, what am I doing? Before we go, 
<laughs> you have before, to plug your book again. Uh, yes, I do. Before we go, you can find all the stuff I do on my website. It's RobbieDorman.com, including a link to my new, newly released horror novel, Conquest, which is available on Amazon wherever you buy your books. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Oh, what a great question. You can see uh, my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and see most of the other things I get up to, including my uh, Instagram and my Twitter. You can see them at ericzgoodnight.com. On Instagram and Twitter, I am known as EZGoodnight. That folks will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. <laughs>